Welcome to episode 50 of Hobnails, Hoops, and High Cheddar, a podcast by everyday fans for everyday fans. Emery Kane in his new house, Christian Britt in his house that he had last year, and me in my laundry room like I always am, bringing you some hot content from everyday fans like us. Emery, tell us about your new house. Um, we're uh, kind of in our new house. Well, I mean, I'm sitting in it right now, but... Oh, so you passed um, the inspection? We did pass the inspection um, that we had the other day, um, but... I honestly thought about doing my podcast from my washing uh, where I laundry room like Danny just to uh, just to uh, just to make Danny feel at home and and see about his hollering. I think I have something worse than hollering at today though. Charter was supposed to come today and uh, install my internet, and I got apparently got a message on my phone last night um, that I didn't listen to that said that they were not coming today. Because they had not connected the internet from wherever it's at out in my neighborhood to my house to be able to connect it inside my house. So I took a half day and just sat on the couch in here with no TV or no internet for half a day waiting on Charter to come and they never came. So I'm actually using a hotspot on my phone right now to be connected to this. Now I'll say this. Sounds like just the story I lived through like six times for different yeah. things. I think year. it's karma like biting me right in the butt for making fun of you for not never <laughs> like three months straight of saying next week we'll be in the house. Yeah. yeah. I'll say this though, you know, taking a half day and sitting on your couch doing nothing. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a fantastic day. Actually. Yeah, it was pretty nice. It was actually pretty nice. I, I got absolutely nothing accomplished. Um, I called a guy to try to get him scheduled for blinds. He told me to text, uh, him when we were available and he would call me back today. He didn't. Um, I called Smoky Mountain Garbage uh, Retrieval or whatever they do. Uh, left a message. They said they would call back. I thought that, oh, that was you. Yeah, he thought it was me. I called a message. They said they would call back today. They also did not call back today. Um, so I got no internet. Um, blinds aren't scheduled. And I got no garbage. Um pickup so i got a lot done today nice so i posted the tops earlier um i can re-go over those uh we're not going to get into this topic yet gonna recap the bracket a little bit against little tennessee duke Uh, Cinderella story after effect that was a good who brought that up emory was that you we we'll talk about that a little. Bit. Uh, of course, Nick Saban's all the good ideas uh, going around. It, what what he? Yeah, that was also me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that college dork. Pretty much no ideas. I, yep. I don't really have any good ideas. I'm not the <laughs> that, that was my day. Yeah, that one's in my day. Execute, You just write them down. Uh, you're gonna do a, yeah. instead of, you're like, you're like the, a kid in the class that can't can't actually describe. add anything other than neat handwriting. I'm just a poor scribe. Yeah. And then we're going to, uh, instead of doing a draft, we're just going to uh, repick the Sweet 16 and see who can come up with the best bracket. Uh, but when I put that on Twitter today, I put some things. I put, you know, for intro, we were going to take some questions or like some topic ideas from the listeners. And nobody um, put that, put any questions. Can you guys hear me at all? Yes, I can. Yeah. yeah you can't hear me? Can it, keeps hear me? Going, it keeps saying it's going out. And I, 
I keep losing y'all. So back to what I was saying, we were going to let the listeners kind of give us some topics and really only Logan was the only one that came up mm-hmm. with some things. They were all bad. And we did say when we came up with the idea that we would take any ideas other than Logan's. If Other if than Logan's. Smoothest part, part of your, your, I guess, your building the house. The smoothest part of building the house was probably, honestly, the only part that's been really that smooth is buying the land. Um, <laughs> that was way back. To, uh, that was in Christmas of 2021. That was took like two days. We found the land. We liked it. We had already sold our house, and we closed on it like two days later. Everything else has been not <laughs> an, an absolute nightmare, but um, we've just – that's just kind of the way that my life operates. Like nothing could be easy, so um, – as smooth as that, the buying the land when I was like, man, this is really easy. Like, I don't know what Christian was like complaining about for like three straight months of not being able to move in his house. <laughs> and uh, now I understand. I understand. It's always little things. Like you, you walk it's in your house, you're like, oh, good. you're like, oh man, this is like, like a week from being done. But like, then you realize it takes like, like there's just no faucets in, there's no toilets, there's no like, you're like, that stuff can't take that long. But these guys take 47 smoke breaks a day. When you take that many smoke breaks, you really don't work that much. Um, then my boss, also, my boss also, tell me. also, if you show up at 10 o'clock and leave at 3 and take 47 smoke breaks, there's not a lot of work getting there. You, you work two hours out of that the whole day. So not a lot getting accomplished in that. <clears throat> so when you pick, when you went and picked your land, like how mm-hmm. did that go? Did you just kind of go over there and you stand around and go, yeah, this is some good <laughs> land. This is some good land right yeah. here. I'll take I'll take it. Is that how you did this? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, we drove around with do you guys know Dan Dermer? Yeah. Yeah, Dan Dermer he used to teach in the county. So we just saw like this the actually the land that we have now. And there's a phone number with a there's a stake in the ground with a phone number on it. We called it. And he has like fourteen uh plots of land. So he just took us around all of them and we liked this one. So that's pretty much it. Here I got it. That looks like a good place to build a house. We like the neighborhood. So, that was so like I said, it's been like he took us around on like a Saturday and we closed probably like 10 days later on it. And that was only, it. If only it was all that smooth. Yeah, if it was only if it was all that smooth. Everything else has been like the, I mean, I could have stories for like the electricians, like you wouldn't think like putting like the vanity lights that go over your sink. Like where, if you were an electrician and you knew how to install those, where would you put that? Would you like center it up over the sink, or would you put it like full, like a half a foot to the right of the sink? I would probably center it up. Center it, yeah. probably see, they didn't center one single one of them. Up. <laughs> they installed them, and the guy was like, "Well, look at these. What do you think?" I'm like, "Not a single one of these are centered. Like you're gonna have to redo all of these." And he acted like he was offended by that. I'm like. Would you want these not centered in your house? Yeah. What the heck? Yeah. So that was, I mean, just little stuff like that where the guy's like, what do you think about this? I'm like, it's broken. You put in a, a broken, broken light. It's, so yeah, just stuff like that. 
All right, let's get into some more topics. First one I have is the uh, bracket recap. And first thing, I did want to point out that my bracket, like always, was busted uh, by about <laughs> 4 o'clock on Thursday. Yeah, it was but usually busted pretty early. I, yeah, well, I had Arizona winning, and it was uh, <laughs> it was uh, not a good – not a good – however, I don't – Let's get Purdue winning. Really, no, I didn't have them going – Pretty deep in the tournament, but like I, I don't really care about my brackets necessarily. I I do want the underdogs to win. Like I don't, I don't like cheer for my bracket. He's gone. We lost him. He doesn't cheer for his bracket. I think is what he was getting at. But yeah, yeah. basically, I think all of our brackets are are pretty busted. Uh, what's the does anyone have Danny, the, the, Danny? Danny, we lost you for a second. What were you trying to say about cheering for your bracket? I said I don't cheer for my bracket. I would, I, I would always, rather see chaos in the in the underdogs. Because like, I, yeah, I, like pick, I pick some underdogs, but I don't, I don't pick to where like I, I cheer for like I wanted the the lower seeds like to win. I don't really you, go for my bracket that much. You do that because because um, you bet on every single underdog. That's why you're cheering for. Now, let me tell you why I did that. Um, you saw a TikTok story. I saw something on TikTok that said that the last couple of years, if you have bet on every, if you put a amount of bet, same bet on every underdog in the first round, you'll profit. And I think I put five dollars on every underdog and profited almost a hundred dollars off of picking all thirty-two. That's underdogs. a money line underdog, not like the seed underdog. So, like, if it's an eight-nine game or whatever, you picked and yeah. that yes. eight was yeah. underdog. You picked the eight. And I actually made a little yeah. bit more because I cashed out on Kennesaw State up on Xavier by eight points, and they, I would have won twenty-eight if they would have won, and the cash out was twenty at that point. And I took the money and got out of there, and then Xavier got out on like a fourteen-nothing run and won the game. I'm a little bit different. I always cheer for my bracket. It's because I didn't bet on any underdogs, and especially if there's prizes involved. If there's prizes involved with my bracket, then I always cheer for my bracket. Now, if I if I and I'm never in not in a bracket that doesn't have prize prizes involved, but if I was, I would probably cheer for more underdogs. Chaos is more fun. Like if the ones won every single year, then it wouldn't be that fun. But mm-hmm. yeah, I make my bracket, and then it essentially leaves my mind until the end of the tournament. And I'm like, Oh, let's see how I did. I pretty much don't even, I'm like, I don't even remember who I picked on those. Like Taylor sent us that picture the other day where I was in first place in our bracket after the around and a half. And I was like, Oh, Oh, cool. Nice. No no idea. Cause there's no way I'm just just like, anyone asked, I'm like, yeah, it's busted. It's busted. Taylor is actually tied first place. in our got a big lead now, I think, or maybe he's tied with somebody, but he has the most available points. Yeah, mm-hmm. so he's he takes he's me a couple days 15, he does he's got fifteen ninety available points. Yeah, I am twenty fourth <laughs> out of twenty nine. <laughs> out of twenty nine, and one of those people didn't even pick a bracket. Yeah, uh, uh, so nice. I am beating four other people. Corbin Ogle, I, I, I dropped quite a bit. Mm. Corbin, Adam's, yeah, you're fifth, Adam's you're pretty fifth late now. Adam's pretty late, and I think his literally says just don't come in last. You're fifth now. No, sixth or sixth. Sixth, yeah. Uh, 
Burcham is also I'm tied seven. with Taylor Britt. Carter yeah. Whaley is third. JT Karkoff and Libby Jenkins are tied for fourth. I wonder how – where's Logan at? I wonder how he feels about – Logan is – I have to find him. He's eighth. Well, that's not too bad. No, not terrible. Not terrible. No, not terrible. But he picked Kansas to win, so he has no chance. Mm-hmm. No, no chance. chance. I'm at 17th. I've still got a lot of points left. Still got a lot of points left. And if you if you did our bracket challenge, that is sponsored by Ben's Door Whiskey. So there's going to be prizes going to the top mm-hmm. three places in that. And uh, let's possible. talk about that bracket a little bit. Um, of course, the biggest thing was FDU um, setting yeah. the number one seed, Purdue. And how how often do you think? A 16 is going to be the one from here on out. We didn't see it for, what, 30 years? And now we've seen two in the last five. Do you think that's going to happen more frequently, or is it going to be like a once every five or six-year thing? Um, I don't think it's going to happen more than, you know, every five or six years. Um, But I think it's happened, you know, obviously now because I think there's more parity in college basketball. Um, I mean, it's the smaller teams are – I mean, that FDU played with – that guy, he came from a D2 school and brought three D2 players with him, and those three guys were the best three guys on his team. So, I mean, you're just seeing, like, just the evolution of more talent throughout all of college basketball. Um, and those teams that have – that are 16 seeds, that are lower seeds, typically have a more senior-laden uh, senior laden team. So, those guys um, have been around – um, and have played tons of college basketball. So I, I feel like sometimes they have a little bit of advantage just because they played so much college basketball. And all those teams play money games, so they're not – I mean, they're they're playing probably their first five or six games are probably against pretty tough competition. So it's not like they're afraid to play uh, big-time competition anymore. Yeah, I – I think I actually think it will happen a lot more often. I feel like we were we talked about fifteen two upsets, like they were a really big deal like years ago. Like I feel like the Lehigh one, like we talked about the, a couple episodes ago. Like I remember that being a really really big deal, and now it feels like fifteen twos are not even that big a deal anymore when it happens. No. It's, and, al- it's almost like it's remember like the twelve the 5, five. That's exactly what I was. Big, yep. It's almost like a fifteen two is is gonna that's, happen. That's exactly what I was about to say. And so because yeah. of that, and the fact that I don't know, man, it just seems like that's. Like these sixteen seats are just—I don't know. It seems like they're better, and yeah. like I mean, we like you all said they Fairleigh Dickinson won a game just to get in, mm-hmm. and they blew out their opponent. Yeah, I mean, normally those games like go into overtime, those playing games, and it's so I feel like it's Arizona State almost every other year against somebody. Yeah, but then and I think and they they ended up you know so they had two I, wins before they got knocked out technically. Yeah. I think sometimes those teams too like they've had to have won their conference tournament, so they're kind mm-hmm. of on a hot streak. You know, they've won four or five play games in a row. I know FDU lost their conference tournament, but a lot of times those guys are on a hot streak. Um, and sometimes that one seed did not win their conference tournament. Um, so, um, and then I think they also overlook, you know, it's it's easy if you're a one seed, you're like, oh, we've got a, you're probably, your aspirations are national championships. So you're thinking, oh, FDU, these guys, I mean, I don't even know. I can't even tell you one guy on the roster. And so I'm sure, I'm sure those guys are overlooking them. Think, yeah, think about how many times you fill out a bracket 
and then, or you or you get the when the brackets release. I don't even and, look at the and, sixteen. I don't even look you, what the name is. Yeah, and then look you look you look for your team. Think about this. You look for your team automatically. Yeah, and, you, and you're already laying out. Ooh, that third round matchup. That's gonna be a good. That third round's gonna yeah. be interesting. Yeah. And like you're think you're thinking ahead of the third round, your team may have got knocked out in the first. You know the yeah. players do that too. You know they're like, oh man, I got a chance to play Kentucky or Tennessee or Alabama or something in the in the third round. That's gonna be awesome. And they just completely forget about rounds one or two. Absolutely, absolutely. Danny, yeah, tour, what's your take? You yeah, tour going on in the back. Yeah, but there's absolutely. a house tour. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, this I kind of, I think it's gonna be a once every five or six year thing too. Just the. You guys mentioned the parity in college basketball now and how these teams are senior and junior laden. And a lot of these big time teams, I'm just going to use like a Duke or Kentucky, for example, even though they were, they were lower seeds this year. Traditionally, they are higher seeds. They are freshmen and sophomore led. And when you got a you know, group of seniors that goes against those guys, it's going to be a little bit more competitive than people think. And I do the same thing, Chris. And I couldn't tell you who the 16 seeds were yeah. uh, outside of of fairly dickinson because yeah. like you when you pick that line you just go number one boom kansas boom Purdue. you don't even think nope. um but I'd pick them plus 2200 to win so i was pretty ecstatic about that that uh 110 yeah. can you can you guys name the other the other three 16 seeds i can't even oh, i know gosh. that i know that fairly I, dickinson I, I might be able Texas, to because Texas of, I didn't was, was Kennesaw <laughs> state one of them Kansas they were Austin. were they a fifteen team? No, they were they played Xavier. They were like a thirteen or something. Four, 14, fourteen. 14. Yeah. Uh, who right, played Alabama? Up, right. You go ahead. You t- I'm, I'm I looking know. at. They, they, I don't know who played. Alabama. I know. I know Alabama hit ten threes in the first half against Texas A and M Corpus Christi. Okay. okay. Um, are, they the, are, they the, are they the Are they the Islanders? Are they the Islanders? Texas Islanders. Corpus Christi. Islanders. Uh, look look yeah. up the mascot. They are. They also, are. They are okay. okay. Yeah, it has, it has a big eye on it. Okay, and um, then Houston. Who did Houston play? You're definitely not going to get this I one. I, I, I didn't even know this was just a school. It's just Northern Kentucky. That's They've got to be Northern the, part of Kentucky. Yeah. <laughs> They've got to be the coal miners. Um, and then Kansas, you, Kansas, you may be able to get. It's a, this Kansas? one's a, rec, rec, a relatively recognizable uh, school up north. Vermont. Maine. No. Robert Morris. That feels close. That feels like a warm, <laughs> warm guess. Is it? Is it? Is it like a guy? Is it just a person's name? I don't know. Um, just, just tell us, please. It's Howard. Howard. Oh, okay. That's right. Yeah. They That's should. Right. Kansas should be able to beat one guy. So <laughs> he's, he's Howard. Howard can ball good, though. though. Yeah. Howard. He is good. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the Tennessee Duke game a little bit. Um, oh, did they match up? It's no secret that <laughs> I am a Duke fan, and I get a lot of I get a lot of crap about this because I'm a Duke basketball fan, but a Tennessee football fan. I'm sure you guys get you it too. We have very unique, huh? Mm-hmm. What'd you say? Said so you deserve it. We have, heard me. have very unique tastes in college teams because that's not the tradition that's not the traditional like you for the same school in both sports but we and we talked about our stories at the beginning of the podcast of why why we were certain why we were fans of these certain teams so you know being, being in tennessee here and it's no secret i'm a duke fan and there were a lot of talk about the tennessee game and how I, i'm gonna 30 
quote unquote was playing. I don't really feel mm. Tennessee was playing dirty. They just they outplayed Duke and were more more physical than Duke. Now I will say that if you're watching, you know, Tennessee play and they go up against a physical team and that team gets called for four fouls in the final twenty six minutes, what's your fan base gonna say all over social media if they lose that game? They're gonna go nuts. I mean, and I don't disagree. I almost feel like though. So I, I think it's interesting. Like the, the whole thing, and they, I mean, they did play more physical. I mean, it's, it's no secret they played more physical. There were some rough plays, but I thought it was physical on both ends. It's just Tennessee is a little more out. They out physical a little bit more, but they're also quite a bit older than your average players. A lot of your guys are super young. A lot of Tennessee's guys are pretty old. Like they only have one or two younger guys that are still playing at this point. But I think it's interesting. Like. It, Tennessee's got this rap now as this dirty team, and like the 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 the, the coach talking about uh, uh, FAU coach talking about playing them next round and saying making the rugby reference. It's yeah. now it's just like this this running thing. And someone pointed out today and was like, they played thirty five games and and they've not been called dirty once, not once. And it's like why now it's just like yeah. if you ask anything, anyone that is relatively paying attention to. So March Madness that has no ties to Tennessee right now. What they think about Tennessee, they'd be like, "Well, I mean, they they didn't cheat against Duke or play so you know playing football against Duke, they wouldn't be right where they're at right now." And that's crazy. That's just the running yeah. automatic opinion right now. I, I mean, I it's it's so secret that Tennessee's played physical all year. Like I, I think uh, I think me and Danny were both at the Alabama game. That's probably that might have been the most physical college basketball game I've ever seen in person. And that was like both ways, like Alabama being physical. Alabama's tough. Yeah, and and Tennessee being physical. Like it's just Tennessee style. Like you've got to be prepared for it. You know it's going to happen. So I don't think it has anything to do with being dirty. And and but and all of us have been ba- around basketball a lot. Like, Danny, how many times do you – have we either coached against or been a part of a team? Like it's super physical. Like you, you can't – it's almost like they're – like they are playing so physical that you you can't call every single foul. Like mm-hmm. there's if you do, you're going to well, be there all night. And I think the rest. It, you, it brings me to mind when Chris Poor used to coach at Jeff County, which I'm sure his teams at Dobbins Bennett still do this, and they yeah. they used to run a continuity offense, which I'm sure he still kind of runs a variation of it, where you you rely on back screens and down screens, and they used to absolutely just hammer people single screen. Mm-hmm. And you, as a cannot call every, every single screen, yeah. and that that was kind of like what I felt was his mindset on: we're going to be physical, we're going to hit you in the mouth, and they're not going to be able to call everything. So we're keep doing it as long as we want to do it, which is kind yeah. of what Tennessee did. And Duke didn't really, Duke didn't reciprocate that. They've they've played tough defense, Duke here, but not that tough of that physical, what yeah. Tennessee played. So. Carter Whaley actually got on the live and asked if I was going to cry like the rest of Duke fans about physicality. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. Because Tennessee got manhandled. Should have lost – or Duke got manhandled. Tennessee won the game. Deserved to win the game. But I want to point out that I didn't talk any smack before the game about who was going to win. No. And I got a lot of texts and tweets my way. And guys, there's going to mark this down. There's going to be a time where Duke and Tennessee play again. 
Yeah. And I'm keeping receipts. Taylor Britt, you're one of them. Yeah, he's definitely one of them. He's definitely one of them. Uh, I will, I, one last thing about it, and this is just the final point on it. But like, I feel like a lot of these arguments about the foul, foul difference, you know, difference and all that stuff, and trying to argue about that, usually that's a lot bigger deal when it's like a one or two point game. This is also yeah. a thirteen point win. Now, I know thirteen. It wasn't. It didn't really look like thirteen points, you know, until the very end. But thirteen points is a big discrepancy for how the refs called the game to be yeah. the the difference I think, maker. I think a lot of two. Uh, just your casual fan doesn't. I'm not saying this happened in the Duke and Tennessee game, but like I've seen this in high school basketball, especially. Um, or your casual fan, they're going. I'm just using these two. Like, well, well, Duke got called for ten fouls, and and Tennessee got called for four. But Duke was down the last two minutes and had to foul like four times to try to. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't think fans casual. The casual fan doesn't take into you know into uh, account that. Sometimes a team is fouling on, you know, the foul count gets out of whack sometimes at the end of a game because the team is fouling on purpose to try to get the ball back. Um, and I don't, I'm sure. not saying that I'm not saying that happened in this game, but saying that, you know, your casual fan sometimes doesn't take that into account. The only, the only smack talk I did do was I actually watched the game in Asheville uh, with TJ and we went down. And I, him and Carrie went down to Asheville, and there was somebody pulling into you know a place down there, and they saw their Tennessee shirts like go balls. And I stood up and went go Devils. That was the only that was the only smack talk I really did. That was it. And I bet those people are I bet those people were sitting back talking, going, Oh my gosh, that guy, what a moron! He can't. He said go. It was with a bunch of Tennessee fans. What an idiot. <laughs> I was. I will say Carolina has not lost a tournament game this year, so they're, <laughs> yeah. they're still true. Un, undefeated in this. Yeah, and they got their post back um, for a seventh year, so that's, that's pretty exciting. For seventh year. It's his fifth year. It's fifth year. It's his fifth year. We also had four guys go on the transfer portal. That's that's kind of scary. Yeah. We had four guys go. More four, like three, three young guys. I hope not, but – You'll have more. Um, you'll have more. Uh, but <laughs> – Oh, Duke will definitely have. I will. Say, I will. Say, I will say this: Michigan did also also did not make the uh, tournament. That was for Charlie Dacus, by the way. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. Where, what happened to Michigan? Her. Are they? Are they in the NIT? Yeah, I think yeah, they lost. Did they beat? Did they win the first Vanderbilt? And maybe yeah. well, they won the <laughs> first game. I think they played Vanderbilt and won that game. They may be in the Elite Eight. Who would have the NIT? Who would have thought? I was gonna. I was going to start when um, Charlie. I looked at that. I do remember looking at who they played in the NIT, and it was Vandy. And I was going to say that um, if they, if they, if Stackhouse and Juwan Howard played one on one, Stackhouse would definitely beat him. But they, I think yeah. I thought Stackhouse was a lot younger, but they're like the same age. Yeah, <laughs> the same age. I bet both of those guys could probably play on their teams and be the best guy on their team right now yeah. at like forty eight years old. Except, go back except for Howard, uh, he would be. He'd be punching other coaches and <laughs> all that stuff. Got to go back to the uh, Fairleigh Dickinson um, situation a little bit. This is a good good point you brought up, Emory. Like the Cinderella story Christian. after effects. Yeah, yeah uh, Christian. What, what, one of y'all, I don't remember. I one said, of you guys was, brought this up. I did chime in and said that kind of happened to me, and then you brought up the some other um, example that didn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So Christian <laughs> brought this up about the after effects of the Cinderella story 
history and what that means for like the players and the coaches. Talk about that a little mm-hmm. bit, Christian. That's, you kind of brought that up. Well, basically, so the thought came to me because they, you know, Fairleigh Dickinson, they won the first round. So they did something only one other team had ever done. But then they immediately lose the second round by 10 points. And immediately, you know, this their coach is it's, – it's, it seems like this is the same thing that happens year after year. Immediately their coach is all over ESPN. Oh, yeah. You see him all over the place. And then suddenly this guy who <coughs> has never had a mid-level to high-level college football or college basketball job now gets offered a job for five years for, you know, oh, yeah. high so, amounts of money. Yeah. And he's going to I Iowa. Yeah, yeah. And, he's, and he's going to Iowa. And, and you know what's crazy is he was uh, he wasn't even there for a year. He was there ten months. Oh, ten I didn't months. know that. Wow, ten months. So it makes you he, he got the job in like May. So what made what made me think about it was like what at what point in the tournament or in yeah basically in the tournament if you're a fan of a certain low level school or if you're a underclassman at a certain low level school, what point do you think it is worth? getting the Cinderella run, like was it just winning one game, round of 32, or Sweet 16, or what, to to be able to potentially lose your coach and maybe get some transfers from some of your best players. Like St. Peter's lost their coach and had four transfers last year after they ran the run. So at what point is it yeah. worth it, essentially? And how uh, I mean, how did that coach do at Seton Hall this year? I think he, he did pretty good. Well. Did he? Yeah, he he did okay. He did. I think I don't. I mean, I think they were pretty bad. To I begin think with. Was, he I was another he, example. He played at Seton Hall, so yeah. I think of another um, example. The Chicago coach. I thought I thought it was a good coach. I still do. Uh, it was Porter Moser? He's at Oklahoma now. Yeah, he's at Oklahoma. They didn't do very good this year. I don't think. Very, very good. So yeah. why, if he would have lost that game? Is, does he go to Iona as the coach if they lose that game? Because the other no, three, well, I did, still- I did hear, I did hear that he was a like a finalist for Iona when Rick when Patino got it the first time. Like he was already like he was a, so it's not like he's a new player to like what Iona wanted. So, but I, mm-hmm. I still, I, I still think maybe he doesn't get that job because he did, you know, I don't, I don't know. It may not may not happen but but i think it, ha- it happens almost every year somebody gets hot in the tournament and no matter what they've done like the past three years like they could have losing records the past three years they have one hot year and then they they have to sh- i mean you strike while the iron's iron's hot because if he goes five years 25 mil and then two years they fire him you know he still gets some kind of buyout and i mean he's a millionaire he's changed changed his whole family you know maybe changed a couple generations because of like as, as a coach you i mean people get mad about it but as a coach you you have to do it like you're changing mm-hmm. your whole Changing everything so, for your so, family. So, Emory, imagine—I mean, you talked about it happened to you, but imagine mm-hmm. you're a soft, you're a sophomore at this school, okay? Yeah. And you're 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 playing heavy minutes for this program. Yeah. And you're you're—I mean, say you're at halftime and you also have a serious chance of upsetting the number one seed. Yeah. And you're almost positive you're going to lose your coach and probably have to still be there the next year. Yeah. Are you are you at any point thinking, man, do uh, I want to win this game? Just throwing it to the other team, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> It's like, oh, coach, sorry. You're going to take me out. I don't know. I don't know what's happened. I got nervous. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I think – I don't think that crosses your mind. I think you're nah, just – No, I don't – not in the game. I think you're just – yeah. And and maybe that – I mean, as a player, that didn't even – you know, I knew coaches change, change jobs a lot. But as a – you know, that happened to me as a freshman at Tusculum. 
we got we got and, and our coach was he was a good coach with he had a couple good years um his his actually i don't know if i've ever told this i think i did because he he he's the one that fainted at duke you know his pacemaker maker yeah. went out or something at duke last year like he started as a state patrol officer like the, his rise to d1 coach is crazy but um like it never crossed my mind one time that he would be he would leave so i think just as a player you just you just because obviously you're, you trust that coach or you wouldn't have gone there. So I don't think it ever really crosses your mind, especially during the season that your coach is going to leave at the end. You know, at the end of our season, like, he's like, oh, guys, I'm giving you a couple weeks off. So we're like, all right, a couple weeks, we'll come back and we'll start workouts. You know, we have our team meeting, and like the first thing he says is like, oh, I have some bad news, I'm, I'm out of here. And then our assistant coach, we all liked our assistant coach, um, and we're like, oh, so he'll just, you know, Coach Willis will just take over. He's like, nah, I'm taking Coach Willis with me. So, like, we literally didn't have a coach for, like, two months. So, um, and then, I mean, I, the, the worst part about that is um, that coach obviously recruits players to play that style. Um, and then the next coach could come in and completely play a different style. And that's that's kind of what happened to us is we played really fast, averaged almost 90 points a game my freshman year. My, my sophomore year, we averaged, like, 61 points a game. So we went from averaging, so it was almost like a, it's like a twenty-seven or twenty-eight point difference, in in points. So we played super slow, and that's not the way I played in high school either. So it was just, I mean, a tough transition. And at the time, I did it like you just couldn't transfer as easy as easily as you can now. Um, so I don't, I don't think it crosses players' minds as much because they know like, oh, if coach leaves, then I mean, I can also leave. It's not a big deal. So I don't, I don't think it now it's as, as big of a deal as it was. Let's talk about Nick Saban for just a second. He made a comment about one of his players getting uh, arrested up this week, and he suspended him. And he said something to the effect of, "There's no such thing as wrong place, wrong wrong place, wrong time." Mm-hmm. Obviously, a jab at Nate Oates and the Alabama yeah. men's basketball team. And yes, he kind of said, "What are your thoughts on that?" And here's my thoughts on this: if it happens to Bryce Young on a Tuesday, and they're playing LSU on a Saturday. I bet he's saying, "Let's wait till all the facts come out." So I bet he's yeah. not saying wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. So it's easy to take a shot at a season with one of your twenty-two starters compared to the best player in the country, who's one of your five players going for a national championship. So I kind would of question. Say, though, time. It's like, would you, would you it, say though, later in the season for Alabama, the facts did come out? <clears throat> Did you guys read the article I sent you? The f- I sent you an article about the guy. There's like two guys that have seen, other than police, have seen the video. And one of the guys basically has said that, you know, reports came out that that Brandon Miller blocked that car in, that he did all this stuff. Like the guy that saw the video is like, there's, there never did that. Like all this stuff that people have said on the media, like that he's like, none of that ever happened. But the thing is, Brandon Miller hasn't yeah. been arrested charged yeah the other guy did get arrested well christian i see what you're saying you're 100 saying that um facts have come out but nothing has happened to brandon no we talked about this last week nothing's happened to him at all so yes you you can look at facts here but also legally nothing's happened to him so if you're nate oates you're trying anything that you can do to keep your best player and i'd say that if that happened to bryce young and he did the same thing, but he wasn't charged. He's suiting up Saturday. Absolutely. Absolutely. Saban suiting him up. And also, um, I think Danny's 
was kind of getting at this too is that everybody Saban suspended that one tie. I can't remember the tight end that transferred to uh, Texas. What was his name? And the tight end from Alabama. Like Jermaine Burton? No. No, you're not. What are you talking about? A tight end from Alabama transferred to Texas. I don't know. I remember his name now. He didn't he didn't play it all this year. Yeah, uh, but he was he was a five star guy. And they were yeah. he sat him because of his work ethic or something. They're like everybody's in the media is applauding him. He has a five star he had a, another five star guy right mm-hmm. behind him that just stepped in and you played. Don't, it's you not don't like, have another Brandon Miller right on there on yeah, the bench. Yeah, don't have another there's no other Brandon Miller sitting on the bench ready to play. You know what I mean? It's easy for Saban to suspend a guy or not play a guy. Because he's got three more five-star guys behind him that are ready to play. Yeah, it's Billingsley. That's what it was. And then he also – I mean, I said this, I think, in our text. Like, I'm glad you said Jermaine Burton. Jermaine Burton punched the girl yeah, at, that's what I thought at Dela Stadium. I thought you were getting that. Jermaine – yeah. Yeah, he transferred from Georgia. Jermaine Burton yeah. punched the girl. Like, it's on camera. All the facts are out. Obviously, he didn't get arrested. Mm-hmm. But if we're – hey, was he at the wrong place the wrong time? Hey, There's no such thing as the wrong place, place the wrong place. There's no yeah. such thing as the wrong place, wrong time. He punched that girl right in the face and, yeah. and then never today, sat out one play. There were some pictures of Saban at basketball practice today because the Alabama men's basketball account had tweeted it. Is that Coach yeah. Saban came out for practice before the tournament. So clearly something to that the university is trying to do to save face on that. Um, yeah. So I wonder how – I wonder what kind of that conversation <laughs> went with Oates and Saban after that. I think – I think it's definitely hypocritical that he would he would say like you said because if it, he was in the other shoes, you know what would he you know what would he be doing? But I do think it's like he, he had nothing to gain for saying it though. No, so I it's mean, pretty it, interesting that I mean, he's that passionately he has yeah. that passionate of opinion about it that he were to go out there and say that when he knows it's going to piss off the athletic department, yeah. the coach down there's, the hall from him, fans, whatever. And there's, I mean. And it's not like I mean Jermaine Burton would have been the easiest guy to suspend. Like he didn't absolutely he caught what like 20, 20 balls for him this year or something like. Yeah, yeah. He just said, "Hey man, they would have punched been, somebody coming off the field. Yeah. You're suspended for two games." Yeah, we got another four star wide receiver right behind you. We'll put that guy in. <laughs> like no, like he's got. I mean, Saban's got no room to talk. In my opinion. Yeah. All right, St. Francis Brooklyn is a uh, school in New York. And they are shutting down all of their sports after the end of this year. I don't know if that's ever been done by a Division yeah. One uh, school I'm, at all. This is, yeah, this I'm, is my, it's got to be one of the first times. I've I've never seen it happen before either. Like I've never seen that, like, maybe uh, even Division like Two. I've seen, yeah, as I say, except the hurt. COVID shutdown has pretty much hurt enrollment, mm-hmm. and uh, not only enrollment for the school, but. Uh, rosters as far as all their sports and are completely shutting down everything. They're yeah. going to honor the kids that their scholarships that are still there. Mm-hmm. They're still going to let them finish out. All those, all those kids are transferring. Yeah, and uh, I said that St. Francis Brooklyn was one of the four teams that has never made an NCAA tournament. So obviously that's going to go down to three now because yeah. <laughs> there's no, not, not a school anymore. I think if, they're, like, if yeah. they're hurting for enrollment, why would you cut out sports that enroll kids like that doesn't make like yeah exactly like i, I did some, it's gonna hurt their two, enrollment even yeah. more now yeah just on two two teams like uh so obviously uh if people don't know each sport is allotted a certain amount of scholarships by the ncaa so um i think i looked at they have swimming and diving and track and field both of them are a lot of one of them's a lot at eight and one of them's a lot at 12 so obviously anything past those numbers like 
that money's coming from somewhere else. You know what I mean? That's the school's not providing that money. So I looked, there was 29, you know, just in those two teams, there were 29 kids that weren't getting athletic scholarships. So if those people were, if those kids were paying tuition, it's $28,000. It's like $800,000 in tuition gone. If those kids transfer. It's $800,000 gone. Mm -hmm. Like most schools right now are at, like Tusculum has added like 10 sports that we didn't have. And all of that is to, generate funds for the school like the more sports you have the more kids that come yeah. let's say you add a you add a men's they've added men's volleyball and men's volleyball there's they give out like five scholarships there's 20 kids on the team there's 15 kids that are paying to go to school there you know That's what i mean point. so how many uh, uh how many years do you give that school <coughs> to still exist because if there's no sports why would you even go what you could go to a community college for less and get your associates yeah. and then go somewhere else yeah Almost I mean, that that school will almost be non-existent in about five years. Seems like years. they're just giving. Yeah, yeah think, Seems like they're just giving. Think up. how many schools. You're, we're talking about like student athletes alone. Think about how many schools that are torn between a few different options, or I mean, sorry, how many students that are torn between a few different schools mm -hmm. make a decision based off the atmosphere. Oh, absolutely. Like well, every year, sporting like events. F you know I mean? FDU's enrollment will go up because they made they won they made the tournament and they won two games in it. Yeah. Like FDU's. Mm -hmm. It's almost a proven fact that every year, like <clears throat> that team that makes a Cinderella run, yeah. their enrollment goes up for like three or four years. That's like Florida Gulf Coast. Yeah. Is like, like I think theirs was like an, an insane yeah. growth. It went up like four hundred percent or something like that. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, yep. um, yeah. This, uh, this, that school's like just going to disappear. Like, but what? Like one thing I just thought of too. Like most of those coaches, I would assume, have contracts. Like they don't just go like a year by year thing, and um, maybe they do. I don't know, but like the, all the coaches will be gone at at the at the spring semester. Like we're not, but like if you're on a five year, like if you're the head basketball coach and you're on a five year, you're making you know, hundred fifty thousand or two hundred thousand dollars a year. Like, are you still getting paid, or there's like that? Yeah, we're just there's. I'm sure there's not written in their contract. Hey, if we just nix the sports, like not to pay you. Yeah. Like no. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with them. That's going to be interesting to see. Yeah. I plan on following this story through the next five years when they dissolve their school. <laughs> Last topic, we're going to redo – or not really redo the bracket, but we're going to try to yeah. pick the round of 16. We're just going to go uh, round by round here. Uh, so I've got – I've emailed you guys the little paper bracket. I don't know if you guys filled that out or just going to look at it. Um, but let's start with the Alabama-San Diego State game. I'll, I'll kind of go through my first round here. And I've got Alabama winning that. I've got Creighton over Princeton. Although I would like to see Princeton make a run, a 15 already in the Sweet 16. I'm going to go. For, I'm going to cheer for them, but and I think Creighton's just too good of a shooting team to to lose to them. I've got Tennessee over FAU, Michigan State over Kansas State, Miami upset over Houston. That was one of my original picks. Texas over Xavier, Arkansas beating UConn. Ooh. And Gonzaga beating UCLA. What do you guys have? Uh, I'll, I'll go next. I've got Alabama uh, over San Diego State. I'm going to go Creighton. I'm going to go Tennessee. I'm going to go. Actually, I'm going to go Michigan State over Kansas State. Just That's Izzo right. has some. Is that what you did? Yeah, I've got. Mm -hmm. I just think Izzo has some kind of weird tournament magical powers that makes his teams play like twice as good as they are in the tournament. Um, I had originally I had the same thing as you, Rucker, Miami over Houston. 
Um, I'm, I had Texas over Xavier in my original bracket. I'm going to go UConn, and I also had UCLA in the Final Four, so I'm going to stick with UCLA. <coughs> All right. Mine's, I think mine's pretty different from you, at least on the, the left side for sure. So I've got San Diego State upsetting Alabama. That's not going to happen. That's my first one. We'll see. I've got Creighton over Princeton. I've got F eight. No, I'm just kidding. I've got Tennessee over FAU. Even though I'm extremely nervous about that, I'm I'm more nervous about that than looking ahead at Kansas State, Michigan State, which is stupid. But it's just the fact that it's FAU. Well, and they've won they won thirty three games, and they did. Yeah, they're no, they're not. They're definitely not not terrible. Isn't, and it, got, isn't their net got, ranking like pretty high, like top fifteen? Yeah. And oh, really? the, the narrative all week's been pushed that Tennessee's playing two fifths. They will get called for dumb. I got called against Duke. Yeah. It can play yep. less physical. They'll that's play true. less physical and get called for double the fouls. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And then I've actually got, unlike both of you guys, I got Kansas State over Michigan State. Kansas State, I watched that basically that entire Kentucky game. Mm-hmm. They're a fun team to watch. They're all point guard. Got a lot of pep. Keontae Johnson. I got the, guy, the kid from, yeah. yes, the kid from Florida. His story is incredible. He hit one of the just, Probably the dumbest takes I've ever seen ever in a late game situation. Yes, made it, and nailed it, yeah. and that step back three. Yes. I was like, no way, he's taking this. Yes. So they're, they're fun to watch. But I got them. I also, I think this is funny. I also have Miami over Houston. That was an original pick as well. Um, I've got Texas over Xavier. I think Texas is going to win the whole tournament, even though I am still Tennessee fan first in basketball. Just clarifying, but I still like Texas. All right, and then I've got UConn over Kansas, uh, Arkansas. And I've got Gonzaga over UCLA. Next round. Right, so I'm going to go Elite Eight here. I've got Alabama over Creighton going to the Final Four. I've got Michigan State over Tennessee going to the Final Four. Texas over Miami. And Gonzaga over Arkansas. So my Final Four is Alabama, Michigan State, Texas. <laughs> my Final Four is going to be Alabama, uh, Michigan State, Texas, UCLA. So I got one different than you. I've got, let's see. So you, you're, you're going to pick in the whole ne- next two rounds too? Mm-mm. We just got to the final four. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's right. Okay, I've got San Diego State over Creighton. I've got uh, Tennessee over Kansas State. I've got Texas over Miami. And I've got uh, Gonzaga over UConn. So you have San Diego so State in the, in the final four? And that's complete bias because I hate Alabama, uh, even though I definitely think they're going to make it. I absolutely cannot say it. They're absolutely going to make it, but I cannot yep. say it. Yeah. So final four, I've got Alabama over Michigan State and Gonzaga over Texas. And then for the national champion, I, I put Gonzaga over Alabama. I think at some point Gonzaga's going to win one, and this is going to be one of those perfect years for them when they're not expected to win one. And they're kind of sitting no pretty more. good. UCLA is not an, not an overwhelming matchup for them. And same for the, either Arkansas or UConn. And they have a good chance to either, at least get to the Final Four. And I think that Timmy is going to take over and they're going to beat Alabama for the championship. It's a pretty good uh, – because Gonzaga usually in the years past, is, they've been a one seed and kind of had a ton of pressure on them to try to win one. I kind of like, mm-hmm. I like that. I like that take. Um, that being said, I'm going um, Alabama – over Michigan State, Texas, over Gonzaga, uh, Alabama, national champions over Texas. Okay. I don't like any of those. 
I've got I've got Tennessee over San Diego State. Oh my gosh. And I've got Texas over Gonzaga. We've got a UT versus UT matchup, <laughs> which is what I picked in my actual bracket, which at right now is in sixth place. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. And I have Texas winning that matchup by eight points. I always going back to going back to the the brackets, you said like uh you're in sixth place. Like I picked upsets but i always pick the wrong like i'm like a 12 is going to be to five it's like usually a good mid-major versus like a a high major that either kind of squeaked in or has played really good early on and not playing well late um but it's i always pick the wrong 12 five i always pick the wrong like eight nines always get wrong yeah mm-hmm. yeah i get eight nines wrong almost every, i feel like 100 percent of my eight nines are always wrong. wrong yeah i'm like it seems like we and we touched on this a little bit too that not not only eight nines are toss ups now, seven tens are toss ups, yeah. six elevens are toss ups, mm-hmm. almost twelve yeah. fives are toss ups right now. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, even it's they're wild. like money lines are like plus three hundred for the twelve. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, well, we talked we talked about it. I sent the screenshot of it. Like, where was it here? Or it was the the teams in Tennessee's bracket. Yeah, here it is. Here's the like you're talking about how it evened it out and like how much more parity there is. This is in the same region when the seeds come out. It's four Tennessee, five Duke, six Kentucky, seven Michigan State. Yeah, that's four through seven. Those teams could win a national championship mm-hmm. every year, regardless of what, how how good a season they had. Mm-hmm. And they're all in the same specific region, not ranked in the top three, and right in the middle of the pack. I mean, all those could be upsets right there. Every single one of them. Also, you know, on the piece, on the paper that we have, look at the left side. Look at those seeds. There's yeah. Alabama on the one, and then it's three, four, five, six, seven, nine, fifteen. Of course, on the right, it's a little bit. It's like one through eight, pretty much. But it's just, yeah. it's so crazy to see like the differences in the teams. There's seven mid majors out of the top out of Sweet Sixteen. Seven mid major teams. Dang. So only nine five teams. That's crazy. And I'm counting UConn as a Power Five, which really, I guess, uh, technically, they're not a Power Christians. Five, are they? Christian's going to use the, that excuse to expand the uh, the college football playoffs. <laughs> college basketball playoffs, the tournament. They should never no, expand this. No, the college, no, they should never. No. The college football. He's going to be like, well, there were, there were seven mid-majors in the Sweet 16 in basketball. We might as well expand that old football playoff. Yeah. You hey, I know. mean, is it crazy to think? I mean, Alabama's it's, potentially the favorite for a basketball national championship, but didn't even make the final four in college football. Tennessee's at the top in both sports. I mean, what's happening? Things are changing. We just need to do round of 64 in football. 64. I mean, you never know. Creighton football. I don't know if they even have a football team. Maybe. <laughs> maybe up there. Princeton, they'll be running back doors in the football field. Getting, you know. They've got to, they've got to be the, the smartest, so they got to have a pretty sick playbook. They don't have any. There's no athletic scholarships there. they got to be smart to get in there. That's true. All right, that's going to end our end our podcast today. Before we end, of course, Tennessee or our uh, our bracket sponsored by Heaven's Door Whiskey. Uh, so, top three places are going to get that. Responsibly, very responsibly, of course. Um, sure. And awesome. next Wednesday, we'll be coming back with another topic. Probably going to be talking about the final four teams, which will probably be Alabama, Michigan State, Texas, and Gonzaga, uh, <laughs> according to my bracket that I have picked today. Yeah, and uh, you guys have anything before we end today? I will. I will say we um, we did t- say that we were going to come back this week, and we did. We usually say that, and then like two <laughs> months did. later, we hop back on. We did, we guys. Did. I made it a point it. this week to really think about like a couple topics. topics. Of course, 
You know, we <coughs> we me and Christian thought about thought about the yeah, topics, yeah. and you yeah, yeah, Rucker, our he made list, a point to think about it, but just never came up. With I one. was just mad about the Tennessee Duke game. That's not pretty much. <laughs> I got I to say something about yeah. this. Remember last year when Carolina beat Duke? I I had made my mind up. I'm not going to talk about this game. I'm not going to mm. mention. I'm not going to give anybody the satisfaction of talking about this game. And I thought about it, and I was like, I got to talk about this game. I need to get this this off my chest. So the same thing here. I had to get it off. Um, so. Anyways, like I said about those topics, I actually made a point to think about us this week. So we just make sure we keep doing that. So anybody else have anything before we close? Well, just keep tuning in, and a year from now, uh, either myself or Emery's favorite basketball team will end uh, Duke season once again for a third straight year. <laughs> we just haven't we not. haven't flipped a coin yet. Decided yeah, who it's yeah, going to be. Decided, yeah, one of us. We will. We will yep. end another coaching career. Yeah. Uh, next next season, next season. yeah, it'll probably be Tennessee because all of Carolina may not have a team. All them, all those guys are in a transfer portal, <laughs> yeah. so we'll find lots of fun. Armando Bacot will be back for his forty seventh year. Um, where I think, I think we're getting Stetson Bennett in the in the portal as well, so we can have the two oldest guys in college sports. Um, and Folky can come back. Yeah, Folky, we're getting Folky. Um, he played at Christ School in North Carolina, so that makes perfect sense that he'd come to Carolina too. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. So. Is there any other old guys out there we need? Ali, Farouk Manesh, I think we're getting him back as point guard. Uh, Brian Williams from Tennessee. I think he played 18 years at Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who was the, who was the guy at Kansas that I felt like? Drew Gooden? No, it was not Drew Gooden. Perry Ellis. No. Perry Ellis. Yeah, Perry Ellis. Yeah. yeah. I felt like he played 47 years at Kansas. 46. It's us there. Yeah. I think Danny's I trying to end on guess. No, I'm not trying to end. I'm trying to – I'm. I was letting you guys finish. I was also going to mention about the social social media that we are still, still trying to push. Uh, still with our TikTok account, I am open to any suggestions. By the way, not just from you two, but also from anybody that wants to see like yeah. anything that you see in sports that you're like, kind of like, you know, I wonder what makes you think makes you think about that. that decision. Like the the latest one I I did, like I was making fun of a guy at the bar who or anywhere not this about the bar uh, a, a guy anywhere who claims they know about basketball which a lot of people yeah. in march think they know about basketball oh yeah oh, and yeah. then i had to throw a little dig at north carolina in there too so that was my latest one uh but open to anything and making a video before. about that you haven't seen that one i only That's have bad. four so far it's yeah. bad for you it's funny it's got a lot of likes a lot if of Millie, likes if millie's not on it i just skip if <laughs> millie's not one of them i just skip yeah i think my She's next one I've got a couple in mind, Emory, and Millie's birthday was uh, yesterday, mm-hmm. and I was I'm trying to think of a good I'm way. Call and tell her happy birthday, but I don't have. Yeah, I, I really wanted to do, and I think I might do this still, making fun of high school sports writers and how they always have to tell everybody it's their birthday on Twitter. Yeah. And I was going to use Millie as that. These have the a, different different ways of countdown. Yeah, the different we do it all the sports writers' birth when all the sports writers' birthdays were. Um, just different ways. I'm not gonna spoil it, but I've got like already a couple of ideas in mind of how different ways they tell people it's their birthday, looking for people to tell them happy birthday. So I've got that in mind. Uh I'm we should start a, for that. Uh, we should start a birthday countdown for you, Rucker, so everybody knows your birthday. I don't want everybody to know my birthday. Oh. Uh, and then I was going to, I'm going to have the girl. You don't have that many left. <laughs> That's true. Um, 
He's frozen. Oh no! He did he did he, <laughs> did he die? <laughs> you froze up. Oh, he's still. And he froze up. We thought we thought if we had lost you. If you're, <laughs> if you're just joining us, one, I'm and two, I have holler net that goes in and out. Uh, yeah. One one of my videos is going to be uh, making fun of. Those my my hotspot is better than the. I'm on the hotspot, and it's better than Hollernet. <laughs> you are. It hasn't broken up once. It is. It is better than mine. If this gets any, wild. if this gets any bigger, I've got to do a different internet setup. Because yeah, I, yeah, I have gone in and out to, uh, quite a bit. You're gonna, gonna have to move. You're gonna have to move. <laughs> yeah. Because no, that's so, what I was about. A couple. Of, yeah, you've got to build a house next year. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, it's your turn. No way. You, you know how much we loved the process? Yeah, it's awful. Yeah, so those TikTok ideas, if you got some, let me know. Uh, I got TJ Riggs. Uh, I got a one more thing. Too. Yeah, yeah. Carter Whaley just texted me and asked. Um, obviously, he hasn't been listening to the podcast. So, um, one, I'm disappointed in you, Carter, if you if you do happen to listen. Um, he's in the bracket challenge. He said, so what do we get if we get top three in the bracket? So I don't know the exact so prizes, but last week, JT Karkov, who is in charge of the Heaven's Door Whiskey Prizes, said that the prizes that it's going to be is worth like $500 worth of whiskey. Now, last year, mm-hmm. I think it was two full bottles, first place, a bottle for second place, and then mm-hmm. like a gift pack, like a, a three individual bottles that were, I guess, somewhere between like 10 and 12 ounces or or something like yeah. that went to the third place, and I that's five hundred dollars worth. So he, they may be giving him away some more this year. So a little bit, a little bit more than that. Wow. The thing about Carter getting, is, getting a barrel. he's not twenty one. I think that if you're not twenty one, you get skipped over. That's, yeah. So you, he would be eligible for the prize. We'll send him so, a uh, case of water. <laughs> yeah, we'll do we'll that. Of, we'll Congratulations, deer, Carter. Deer, we'll send you a case of Deer Park water. <laughs> And we will drink your whiskey. Yeah. I'll only on the on the live. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, All right, that's going to end episode yeah. fifty, and we are going to definitely be coming back next week with another episode, episode fifty-one. That'll end our live stream today. We'll see you next week.